Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. Got a jam-packed one for you tonight. Uh, Going to have my man JT um, from Vape Stars on to talk about his new sponsor, A Smoker Project, which I'm very excited to talk about. This sounds like, uh, well, sounds like a good person doing a good thing, so we should help him out, right? Talk about that. Um, also going to talk about that stupid uh, Dr. Krimi's incident. Um, went to a great event this weekend in Connecticut. Uh, the Pope was in New York City, as you can imagine. Wasn't all too happy about that. Wasn't ha happy about paying for that, I should say. And uh, I got some fake boner pills. All right. Anyway, you know what? I love this quote. Let me, let me start the show with this. This is from uh, Terry Pratchett. I've told this to a few people, gentlemen, and I suspect I never will again, but one day when I was a young boy on holiday... I was w walking along the bank of a stream when I saw a mother otter with her cubs. A very endearing sight, I'm sure you'll agree. And even as I watched, the mother otter dived into the water and came up with a plump salmon, which she subdued and dragged onto a half-submerged log. As she ate it, well, of course it was still alive, the body split, and I remember to this day the sweet pinkness of its eggs as they spilled out, much to the delight of the baby otters who scrambled over themselves to feed on the delicacy. One of nature's wonders, gentlemen, mother and children dining upon mother and children. And that's when I first learned about evil. It is built into the very nature of the universe. Every world spins in pain. If there is any kind of supreme being, I told myself, it is up to all of us to become his moral superior. Hey now, right now. Yes, I'm going down, yeah. I'm going down, 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 down. All right, folks. Welcome to ClickBank. Yes, I got my big feet in the window. Got my head on the ground. So uh, I had an opportunity to go, to go to a great event this weekend. Uh... I think, you know, there was a lot of people who were responsible for this, but I think Kevin had a lot to do with getting this together. It was uh, the, the Vapor Trails meetup at, uh, not to be convinced with the excellent show from the UK, but no, there was a called the Vapor Trails Connecticut uh, Safadas fundraiser. So um, basically what they did was they, they like rented out an Elks Lodge, which was on a real beautiful piece of property, a lot of open space. The weather was a blessing. It was just the most beautiful day of the year. And, uh, you know, it was a little different than a, a regular vape meet. And I'd, I'd love to see more like this. You know, this wasn't, you know, regular vape meet, I suppose, if there are many of those left these days. It's, you know, you, you go to a hotel and they got the conference rooms or the, the banquet room and there's tables you can sit and chill out. And there's, you know, a bunch of vendors and you can buy stuff and good times had by all. This was a little different. It didn't have any of that, you know, vendor presence. There wasn't really any selling of stuff. There was a raffle. 
which was to benefit Safada. So this was, uh, you know, and they they had a stupid cloud competition, and you know, uh, Ruby Roo and uh, and Grim Green were there, and that was cool to see them. I haven't seen them in a while. So it was it was a great event, and it was great because it was really an event that the the main focus, or you know, other the only focus really. I mean, sure, people got together and had a good time. Um, the main focus was on advocacy, and and I uh, I haven't talked to Kev since after the event, but uh, I, I I would think that they did pretty good. They had hundreds and hundreds of people come there, you know, for an advocacy event. You know, it's like it's not like one of these meetups or conventions where there's you know they put a cassette table in the corner and nobody sees it. This was all about fundraising for for Safada, which is uh, going to help pay for their lobbyists and their other efforts in the in the state of Connecticut to fight against all the terrible things that are coming. So uh, great job, everybody who uh, was involved, and thanks, Kevin, for putting it together. I had an opportunity to perform some of the magic tricks that I've been developing and practicing, and I, I actually I went up with with Dino and Cisco. They uh, I, uh, I shared a ride with them up, and. Um, performed it for them and, and and it failed horribly i got so fucking mad but then but then i went back to the event and i, I realized what i did wrong and then I, so i'm available folks i'm available for uh, birthday parties weddings bar mitzvahs whatever whatever you want you know uh, i can fill about seven minutes yeah oh on the way up let's do this now on the way up uh we stopped at a like a convenient like a 7-Eleven or something. I, I forgot exactly what it was, but we stopped and, uh, you know, Dino we went in to get some uh, some waters and some snacks and for some reason he came out and, you know, at a convenience store, they got right near the counter, they got all these stupid health supplement products. Sometimes they got these male enhancement products. They got this thing. It's, uh, he, I don't know why he bought it. It's such a waste of money on something that's, that's completely stupid. He, he bought this thing it's and it was five dollars bought this thing it's called extends dietary supplement male enhancement pleasure performance five day supply five tablets i'm like dude why did you know why'd you waste five dollars on a stupid joke this shit doesn't do anything but then i thought you know what the fuck so i got the thing here let me eat these things i'm gonna eat all five of them because i don't think i don't think they do shit so i'm gonna eat these things right now and then we can see later in the show it works. Hold on, I gotta take these real quick. Uh, like fucking horse pills. That's two. Ugh. That's four. And that's five. All right, extends. Do your thing. We'll check back in on that later. Okay. Yeah, let's jump right into this. Let's bring my man JT on. And uh, he can tell us all about this uh, sponsor smoker project. Hey, Jonathan, you there, sir? Yes, sir. Ooh, you are loud and clear. I love a good phone connection. Nothing makes me happier. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, Russ. It's good to be back on. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has. It's been it's been quite a while. Uh, glad we got to chat a little before the show. Uh, congratulations on uh, on your new position. Sounds like a good one, John. Uh, Jonathan's uh, with a flawless distribution now, right? Yes, sir. What are you, the national sales manager? Yeah, really exciting. I am, and uh, kind of helping, you know, mature this distribution chain and keep it organized, and really supporting these retailers that need more than just products. They need a real 
relationship with uh, distributors these days to succeed. So it fits right with what I, I enjoy doing. All right, great, great stuff, man. Glad you, uh, glad you landed somewhere good. It sounds like a good gig. So, um, yeah, John, I was going to tell you, I could have, I could have saved you the problem, and and if I knew you needed a boner, I could have just sweet talked to you for the first five minutes. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Something's working at this point. I got some, some, some movement. But um, no, good. you know what? You more, know, no. more than five hours. Contact the doctor. <laughs> I'm gonna have a priapus by the end of the show. Um, yeah. yeah, no, but you know what really does give me a boner, <laughs> an advocacy boner, stuff like this that you're doing. You you contacted me. You know, people contact me all the time for wacky shit I'm supposed to do on the show and supposed to talk about horrible people, <laughs> and I and I look into it and it's a bunch of nonsense. But I know it's not gonna be something nonsense coming from you. So I was real happy when you. Uh, when you hit me up and you said, Hey, listen, I got this new sponsor, a smoker thing. I looked at it for five seconds. I said, this is fucking awesome. I, this, this is, this is fantastic. So let me, uh, uh, why don't you tell everybody what you're up to with this? What is, what is sponsor a smoker? <clears throat> okay. Well, basically, uh, it started from, you know, our good friend, Dimitri, um, as you know, and as you've seen, he and I have developed a very good relationship over the past couple of years. And honestly, as far as advocacy is concerned, kind of been my mentor. And uh, he made a post one day talking about the, uh, the practice of companies sponsoring vapors. Um, if you're a fancy coil builder or a cloud blower or a trick doer, you can get sponsored by companies. They, they give you free product and, and, and things like that. I think a lot of people, most of us are familiar with that practice. Uh, sure. And Dimitri just said, look, why the hell aren't we sponsoring smokers? Right? I'm not even bashing that practice, but how about the guys that really need it? And um, I, I told you, I went to bed and, and that just was burned into my brain. And by the next day, uh, my good friend, John Denver, um, we came together and we, we just really started working this thing out. And I think we both knew there had to, something had to come from it. And uh, basically we decided to start a program that will draw smokers in outside of our industry, outside of our community. Um, the people inside of our community, let's face it, there's plenty to buy. They know what to get. They're pretty well supported and that's fine. So these smokers don't know what we're doing. So we are trying to reach smokers and put a basic but quality starter kit and higher nicotine liquid in their hands, but in the same breath, couple them with a responsible um, vapor in their local area to really be their sponsor. You can look at it as an Alcoholics Anonymous maybe a little bit of inspiration from that. So this vapor, this smoker, as they get started, they're going to have somebody they can email or if they choose to text message when they're having trouble, when they've got a leaky tank, when they're just not satisfied, they've got a trigger and they feel like buying cigarettes. Um, and that's something that we don't see being done or not enough focus on. Um, you know, you can give somebody a free kit at a show but, you know, you really have to track these people. So we're asking these smokers to, to come back and post their progress once a week. Um, and obviously, 
we will encourage them to do so as long as they will. But I think at least for six weeks is what we're really going to hammer. And we can see what's working, what's not, because we're, uh, not to sound like we know it all, we're educated vapors. We went through these processes with no support. So when we see this smoker complaining about a certain problem, it's going to set off a flag and we're going to think, you know what, I bet you a lower nicotine or higher nicotine for this or this would fix that problem for you. And we can be there in real time to help them stay on track. You know what, um, one, one thing about this, uh, this uh, initiative that you're doing, I know it's going to work. And, and, and the reason why I know it's going to work is because this has been proven to work. Uh, you know, th there's been so many, so many re research studies that have been done on when somebody's trying to quit nicotine. This, this holds, this holds true for other things also, but, uh, there's countless research studies that, that say whatever the method is, I don't care if it's cold turkey or patch or gum or wh whatever we're vaping, obviously, whatever, whatever it is, um, if you have a human element where there is like some sort of a support system, which is exactly what you're doing, right. the chances of As success explode astronomically. It, and it doesn't matter what the method is. Now this, this is vaping. It's the best A method. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's only going to be that much more powerful. And I hope that, you know, it sounds like you're doing some data collection, you know, maybe your data could be used in some way by, uh, you know, I tell Farsalinas about this. Maybe, maybe he can, you know, take your data right. and, make, and, and make something of it. And that's what we're hoping to do. You know, so we've got this registration form. And by the way, everybody in the chat room is my one of my best friends, John Denver, he has really encouraged me to stay focused and really do this, whether I have the time or not. So I, I just want to say he is just as responsible as I am. He is grinding on these, um, these Google documents and shipping the product. So he's going to be posting information in the chat room. Um, but we're going to collect this, and that's what we hope. Okay, we hope to have this, this you know, pool of data and pool of vapors and pool of smokers and be able to say in six months, a year, look, <laughs> you, you know, look at this and then pass it along to somebody like Barcelinos or loan it out to different advocates um, and, and build another tool. We need all the tools we can fucking get right now. Let's face it. Um, but, you know, and, and I want to say there's a lot of shops and a lot of vapors. Um, I think we all have a tendency to give our old gear away and try to help smokers every day. And I don't want to diminish or, um, you know, downplay that. But what we were lacking was a, a focused effort, an organized effort with, uh, let's face it, I've got some really good friends in the industry. And, and they have stepped up and companies have stepped up and donated tons of, of hardware. So the individual efforts by vapors, you know, in their hometown and families, they definitely need to keep up. But at some point, you know, this needs to be bigger than all of us. And that's what we hope to do with this is have this one central point, data collection, support, and, uh, you know, just a really good avenue to reach these new smokers and turn them in to vapors. Well, this is fantastic. I mean, um, for everyone listening on the replay, you can go to facebook.com forward slash sponsor a smoker, all one word. Uh, and I already see people in the, ch in the chat already signing up for this. I, I, I just, uh, as far as the nuts and bolts 
are concerned. When you go to facebook.com forward slash sponsor a smoker, you're going to see um, a button and it says, uh, what does it say? Join now? Or what is it? It's up at the top. Sign up now. Sign up now. Sign up now. Right, right. So whether, whether you are looking to become a volunteer, like a sponsor, for sponsor smoker, or whether you know if you if you pass the info along to a smoker that they're going to use that same button that says sign up now. Now, once that happens, let's, absolutely. Let, 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 why don't you explain just how it works? Like let let's go through those two examples. Okay. Let, let's go through the two examples. Like let's say a smoker just hears about it and they click that button, uh, and they and they go through the process. Or somebody uh, who is a, a sponsor, how do they get someone working with the with the smoker, and 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 how do they get the kit, and uh, how does it all work? Okay, that's that's a great. And I sometimes I get busy. I'm so passionate. We forget. Thank you. So first of all, in the first week that we officially launched this, we've had 280 people sign up. I'm talking like eight days, 181 volunteers and 99 smokers in one fucking week. And all of the kits are starting to be shipped this week. So um, let's say, let's take the avenue of a smoker. A smoker hears about this and, and signs up. First of all, it's, it's a discreet way to explore this avenue. Vape shops and, and vaping can be intimidating. They can do this from the privacy of their home, and, and we think that's a big part as well. So they click the registration. It asks a couple questions, right? We try to find out, have you tried vaping before? How much do you smoke right now? Um, couple questions. We collect their address, obviously, and, and name and age. and. John Denver actually takes the time and emails these folks back after they've registered. And I want to share this part because this is important. He then reaches out, says, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. We really hope to help. We need a copy of your driver's license, you know, to, to really show some of the responsibility that we want to highlight in this community. We need to make sure that you're of age in your state. And we need to show a little commitment, right? Are you going to follow through with this first step or are you going to flake? And so they send their license in and, and generally that's it. And John Denver will go to his shelf, which is stocked of higher milligram liquid and starter kits. He puts together a kit and we ship it off to him. And that's the smoker channel. And again, they've also have this link to the updates, the weekly update mm -hmm. document we have. Now, now, now that now I know John. Now I know when John ships these kits, I don't think it's it's probably not the same kit every time because it, there, there's a reason why you're you're asking these questions. Is 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 what gets sent out kind of right. like kind of like uh, tailored or, or around the the conversation that or, or the form that's filled out? Very much so. Well, let's face it. First of all, you know, John Denver and I we're not millionaires. We we we're funding this. We don't have a uh, you know, uh, an investor or anything. This is all from donation. Um, so therefore the liquids and hardware will change because of that. But also, you know, you got somebody who says, look, I still struggle with these three cigarettes every day. He will probably choose to send a certain combination to that person. And then we hit somebody, I'm smoking three packs of Marlboro Reds a day. That could very well be the time where we reach in and really go with some higher nicotine sure. and that gives us the heads up to really pay attention to this guy right. to let his corresponding sponsor know, look, this guy, 
our, our first and foremost goal with this dude is just to drop the number of cigarettes smoked. Keep him on track. Do not let him get frustrated that he smokes two packs because, bro, a week ago he was smoking three. You know, really hammer that tobacco harm reduction um, facet of vaping with sure. these people. Sure. So yes, it'll change. And, uh, and there's no way I, I could have prepared a list, but I didn't. But thank you to all of the vendors that have donated. Um, you know, surprisingly, we've not had a problem with with collecting. I think at some point <laughs> we're going to have to do a fundraiser, um, if nothing else, to cover shipping costs. But it's been great, and, and vendors and companies have really got on board so far. Well, listen, can you listen? They they, they donated a bunch of free gear. I, if you don't mind, can you please tell the people out there some of the the, the vendors who have gotten behind this? Oh, absolutely. We've got John Denver. If you're listening, actually, let me do that. JD, if you can try to get me a little list, and what I'll do in the meantime, I'll explain the other part where that vapor wants to sign up as a volunteer mm -hmm. that'll buy me some time so if you're a vapor out there and more importantly maybe a vape shop think about this sign up through this registration link and at some point you'll see the form change are you here as a smoker or volunteer so you'll click that you'll spin off and it'll be a different form pretty much we're just mining the the information on what city and state you are in um, we are not sharing detailed personal information. I want to make that clear. If you sign up as a volunteer, we're not going to give some random smoker your home address and cell phone number. We're going to pass along your email address, and hopefully these two develop a relationship that works best for that smoker and that vapor safely to support each other moving forward. Mm -hmm. I see a big uh, chance for vape shops here to step up and sign up as a volunteer, welcome this person into their shop, um, maybe during a slower time, okay? Maybe ease them into what this all is. But bringing these new smokers into a shop can be a, a beautiful thing. First of all, we're helping them quit smoking. Second of all, we're introducing them to our retail chain. Third of all, we can really bring them in and let them know what's important in our industry from the get-go <laughs> you know the first time they walk in a vape shop they see a a safada or casa or a state association teach them about it bring them in from the get-go and develop a relationship and what you're going to do is you're going to develop another strong vapor that's willing to fight with us and a, a loyal customer moving forward i guarantee it. It, it we i see it all the time um so that's our idea one thing, I've had a lot of people that get very excited about this project, and they say, look, we're going to start it, we're going to start it, we're going to start it, and I love that. You know, for something to truly go viral, it's going to take more than just me and John Denver, um, but what I do want to say is take advantage of our organization. Implement the sponsor a smoker in your local area or shop, but plug them through our pipeline. Right, because we really like you. You stress we want to mine this data that's going to be able to be used. So much goes on in our industry and community that is scattered. You know, we don't have one group. We've got twenty, and you can't collect data from twenty people because it's crossovers. So 
if possible, definitely take the ball and run with it. But try to use our system and, and run the smokers through our registration form and run you or your shop through our volunteer form as well. So this, this is fantastic. I really like how this is set up. Uh, I strongly agree, um, not just from a legal pers perspective, which, but it is a good idea from that perspective, but the, the, the process of collecting the uh, you know driver's license, it's an important thing because there are some people who won't do that. And if they're not willing to do that, they're probably not willing to do much work. I've always said, you got to pick your battles. You know, there's some people, right. you know, like you just go up to a random, some people don't want to be bothered with this. Some people just don't, they, they, they want to smoke. And, and this is a great way to have a little bit, it's just a little bit of a barrier saying, all right, you're getting involved with something here. So I think, I think that barrier is ultimately a good thing and it's going to lead to, you know, product not being wasted rather than just, you know, somebody clicking a thing on a page and putting an address in and waiting to get a free ego and a Clearo and some juice. No, I mean, you got to go a little bit, uh, you got to do something first right. and it's, and it's, and it's and strong, a, it's strong from a, from a psychological perspective, I think. And it's going to, it's going to make it more successful. Exactly. So, and, and one of the other things that I see is, you know, a lot of people were saying, look, how about a loaner program where you loan it to them? I think there is a big psychological aspect to ownership yes. of this hardware yes. that we can, we can play on. Um, the commitment with sending the license in and agreeing to come back once a week. Um, another thing, uh, it's the, the, the gear that we're giving away, okay, there's a line to walk where we want something efficient that will work, but we don't want anything that is desirable by the average vapor. I'm going to be honest with you. Most of us um, ready vapors, dedicated vapors, we don't have a lot of desire for a pro tank or an, or an ego CE4 kit these days. Right. But if, if I posted a program where I'm giving away free ego ones, really, really nice devices, the, the chances for scamming and wasting our time is going to elevate extremely. Yes. So people that do this and join in, I say, look, keep the, the gear simple and let them move forward. Of course, we're not going to pay for their second kit. They are. Mm -hmm. But we're going to get them to that point. And, you know, you can't go out there giving away top-notch stuff or you're going to waste a, waste a lot of time. Like you yeah, said, people will be trying to scam and it's, it. And it's, yeah, and it's not, you know, it's that you're right on that aspect. And it's also, it's, and, you know, this is something else that's, that's you know, kind of a problem that, uh, you know, I've talked about. I know Dimitri's talked. Oh, by the way, hey, Dimitri, if you're listening, thanks for letting me broadcast tonight. I forgot to thank him at the top of the show. But the, the, we, we've all talked about this, that, you know, for a smoker walking into a brick and mortar these days, your your average brick and mortar, at least the ones I see, um, you know, more often they're not, they're really not catered to, you know, people. I'm not saying nope. it can't happen, but, you know, they walk in and you, you see mech mods and, 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 you know, rebuildables and, you know, three milligram liquid, you know, that that's not what a smoker's going to start with. And depending on the employee, you you know, sometimes they just sell you the same thing no matter what. They're gonna they're gonna try to sell you a hundred and twenty watt box mod and you know something where you got to build. Right. Do, it doesn't. It's not. That's not gonna work. That's gonna scare them away. It doesn't. And and I'm gonna say something that every time I say it through my social media channels, it causes um, you know people to jump up and say, "Oh no no no." Well, let's put it this way: I've been to well over five hundred shops since January, my two legs and my driving, I travel the country. This is what I do. I don't know everything, but I see a couple things. 
there are so many new smokers getting set up on sub-ohm kits and things that, again, are pleasing to the hobbyist vapor. And it's overwhelming for them, and it doesn't work, and, and the nicotine's too low, and the vapor is too high, and the throat hit is not there. And it just, of course, there's always somebody who says, bullshit, my buddy quit with the 120 watt and a rebuildable. I'm sure he did, and I love it. But the average U.S. American consumer smoker has no interest in vaping as a hobby. And vapors get vapor vision. And we don't see that. We only see what we're in, and I get it. But we have to understand they don't give a shit about that. They want a tool, and possibly they might get into it as a hobby later. But right off the bat, give them something that mimics their cigarette or cigar, whatever habit, as close as possible. And then let them decide if they want to get some good quote-unquote gear or upgrade quote-unquote gear. Sure. All right. It's well, fine. I, I just saw – go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to do this before I forget. I saw – uh, just some of the people that have helped out with this so far. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world, Rob from Fluid Vapor on Long Island. The Science of Vaping. Yes. The Vapor Bar Store in Texas. Great people. Uh, Villain Vapor, Jersey Devil Vapor, and E-Juice to Die For. So thank you to all those companies. And I'm sure you're looking for others. And, you know, how could, to, you know, sometimes I know people listen to Click Bang in, a, in, in the shipping the shipping room of a brick and mortar. Uh, God forbid if you put it on over the regular speakers, but I, I know people listen in brick and mortars. So how, if a brick and mortar wants to get involved with this, which is I think the perfect kind of partnership for this program, what obviously they can just get in contact with you on the uh, sponsor smoker page, but what can they expect? How would that work with a brick and mortar? So here's, and actually John Denver and I are kind of, you know, we're really worried about dialing our program in. Um, there is some concern with people using the name of this movement and maybe not uh, any movement towards smokers quitting is good. I want to say that, but you know, if it's not done correctly, um, I think it kind of dilutes our program. So I would say, look, use our registration forms and keep us updated with your smokers. Sign up as a volunteer and sign your smokers up as smokers. And just put a note, we've already gotten them a kit, so you don't need to do that, guys, but I wanted to plug them into your system. That's what I really ask. Use the sponsor of smoker name, use the logos, uh, use all of this information. Um, I would just ask if we're going to spin off, maybe plug them through this so we really have something of value moving forward. Well, listen, I wish you guys all the best. Now, I know you... You said that uh, you want to make this viral, right? And, um, right. you know, do, uh, every little bit helps. But if you want that big, big spring into, into viral, you need like a, you need like, I know you make the, the videos. You should consider contacting this guy. The, he's got a viral video. Have you seen that video of, there's like, it's like the 4th of July and there's people, they're lighting off fireworks and one of them tips over and then it, it goes everywhere and everybody freaks out. Have you seen that one? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, just for those of you that haven't, see, this is the guy, you know, you're a great spokesperson, uh, Jonathan, but but think about getting involved with this guy because this guy, he gets people excited. Listen to this. They're, 
money on the mouth, they're, they're they're getting ready to light off some some homemade fireworks, and they tip over and they go they go everywhere. Listen to this. It's crazy. Sorry, because this is serious, serious stuff you're doing. Okay, so thank you for coming no, on. Man. Every everybody, get involved. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this uh, viral. Yeah, sponsor a smoker. Um, thank you so much, and thanks to John Denver too for helping out so much. You guys are the best. All right. Thanks, Russ. I'll talk to you soon, brother man. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Right on. There he goes, everybody. My man, Jonathan Thomas. Good people. Oh Lord, Jesus. He's got them bootleggy liquids. Speaking of which, um, Dr. Crimmies, huh? That uh, that blew up pretty big. If you guys aren't familiar, um, is a company, Dr. Crimmies. Uh, they're e-liquid manufacturers, and they sell, you know, they they sell pretty cheap. I think it's like, you know, 15 cents a mil or something like that. Real, real you know, $20 for 120 mil, some, something like that, right? So, um you know, they had an ex-employee post a bunch of pictures of the way of, of the places and they're mixing juice and it's absolutely completely filthy uh, conditions. I mean, you would, you, you know, not in your wildest dreams would you order a ham sandwich made in these kind of conditions. Forget about something that you're inhaling into your lungs. So, you know, this is, it blew up. I mean, everybody took notice and rightly so. I mean, if this is true, this is uh this is bad stuff. And, you know, there's all this back and forth. They're saying they didn't mix their, you know, it's a bunch of bullshit. These guys were lying. There, there's, there's no question about it. They're, they're absolutely mixing in this environment. It's completely irresponsible. And, you know, a day later or something, maybe a couple of days later, they post a video showing a, a reasonable uh, mixing environment. And, you know, they, you know, that probably is their environment. They probably are using that now. Not 100% sold on that, but it probably is. Um, so that's good, I guess, but look what they were doing. I mean, there's no question they were doing this before. They didn't give a shit for, for, for months doing this. Now here's the thing, Dr. Krimi's. Yeah, sure. Fuck Dr. Krimi's. 
But you got to understand that this, it's almost the norm. I mean, maybe not that bad. I mean, this was a real fucking shithole that they had all their stuff and they were ostensibly doing doing the work. But honestly, I think what maybe people don't know is, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of good companies out there doing stuff in real professional labs and the, and the whole thing. And everybody says they're doing it. But at the end of the day, you know, a, a, a huge a huge chunk of the liquid that's getting sold these days is done by in-house mixing at a brick and mortar. Now, that doesn't mean that it's in and of itself bad. No, it can be done. Pro it absolutely can be done properly in a, in a brick and mortar. If you got a, 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 a special space where it's just for the mixing of e-liquid, it's, you know, whatever it is, you want to do an ISO in your BNM. I don't know how feasible that is, but it can be done. I think people, some people are doing that. You could at least have a very, uh, make a real concerted effort to have a super clean area where your liquids are being mixed, okay? It can be done. Most of the time, it's not. Most of the time, the e-liquid mixing department is the same desk or the same, you know, table as the shipping department in the same room as a bathroom. And I, I got to tell you, you know what? Everybody has smelled a fart, okay? Now, what you might not realize is the reason why a fart smells bad is yes, because of the gas, but also when you fart, there's very small microscopic pieces of feces in your fart. God, don't, you know, don't change your underwear for a week and after all that fart, and look at it, you got duty in your underwear. That's because the duty comes out in the farts. There is duty in farts. And when you got a bathroom, and you, you got people, you know, dropping fucking deuces and, and you know, it stinks. It stinks because that's duty in the air, right? That's why it smells bad. It's your body's, it, your body's telling you, get the fuck away from that. Why your own farts smell good to you or mine smell good to me, I don't understand. But other than that, you don't want a bathroom in the same area. And, that, and that's generally the case. And that means that now you got duty in your e-liquid. And I'm not even I'm not even kidding, you know, it's it's disgusting. Um, it's the norm, I think. Uh, if if you if you go into the bat, you know, they won't they usually won't let you. But um, if you go into where the a brick and mortar is mixing their liquids, I think you know not you know, eight times out of ten, it's going to be where they're they're packing stuff near a bathroom, generally dirty conditions, no gloves. No, you know, no, no, uh, you know, gowns or anything or, or forget about it even being, you know, clean to like a kitchen standard. It's a shit show. So, yes, fuck Dr. Krimis. They're assholes. But at the same time, it's. I think the larger problem is largely being ignored. Um, this is more or less the norm. The sad thing is, is that there. There really isn't. I don't believe, even if there was widespread awareness of the problem, I don't really think there is consumer demand uh, to avoid to, to to explicitly avoid this this kind of product. There is for some. There is for some. Some people only want to buy you know their 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 stuff with lab tests posted and uh, you know done in a in a lab. The, the whole thing. They don't want they don't want the, the diketones and all that. Yeah. There's there's a very vocal part of the community that wants that, and that's good. The majority, they don't care. So this isn't going anywhere.
I don't care how many e-liquid manufacturers or, or B&Ms who have secret photos taken and posted online. I don't think it's going to change a thing. I really, really don't. Uh, simply because of the lack of consumer demand. You know, I'm the last guy, literally the last guy, who wants really any kind of regulation in anything, uh, vaping and beyond. I'm I'm against it, okay? But shit like this, it, you know, I'm still against it because at the end of the day, the government never gets it right. They will never, ever get it right. They're always going to go too far and they're never going to stop, especially anything health-related, triple down if it's got anything to do with smoking, you know, which we're obviously lumped in with. Um, they'll never stop and it just becomes a cash grab and the, the actual, the health and well-being of the, of the consumer, of the end user, um, becomes tertiary at best. So there's, there's no solution to this problem other than regulation, which will go far. There's, it's just going to be a shitty situation altogether. And the thing is, you're, you're never going to know. I mean, listen, when you go to a restaurant and you eat duty, you know, you're going to get sick. You know, and when you're vaping and yeah, maybe nine out of 10 of the bottles that you bought from Dr. Crimmies or from some junk bench in a, in a brick and mortar, you know, nine out of 10 bottles are going to be pretty much okay. And you're not going to get sick. But that one, you'll never, you'll never see it coming. You'll never know why. And you're going to get sick and uh, it'll never be attributed to that. So th there's no, um, there's no contingency basis of, of, of measuring how, how people are actually being affected by this. It's fucked. I mean, th there's nothing you could do about this, literally. Yeah, sure. If you see the shit, yeah, take a picture, post it. But at the end of the day, uh, consumer demand is the only thing that changes anything, and it ain't there, and I don't see that coming. So it's a shitty situation. It goes way behind one shitty e-liquid manufacturer. Oh, well. So, oh, oh, this is important. So I got this update. Uh, this was in, uh, I get the uh, email, you know, at least once a week from Bill Gottschall. He, uh, la latest one he sent was about the uh, a lawsuit in Indiana and this new organization, the uh, Right to Be Smoke Free Coalition. So he sent this, and this is... Uh, it, it had a bunch of, you know, their, their literature and the lawsuit itself. Let me just read what the lawyer who uh, some of you might have heard of, um, Azeem Chowhardy, uh, who's a lawyer who's in, uh, involved in, you know, you know defending, uh, defending electronic cigarettes from a legislative perspective through, through the, through the uh, judicial process. Here's what he wrote. Um, on behalf of the newly formed Right to Be Smoke-Free Coalition on September 18th, we filed a complaint and motion to intervene in the lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the new e-liquid law in Indiana, which will make it virtually, virtually impossible to sell e-liquids used in open systems in that state starting on July 1st, 2016. I've attached our complaint and brief supporting the motion to intervene. Your thoughts would be much appreciated. We are actively, here's the important part, we are actively recruiting responsible e-liquid and open system device companies to join the coalition or contribute to the cause as the legal and expert witness fees are quickly adding up, as I'm sure you can imagine. We currently have three members, Vapor Shark, Cosmic Fog, and Mount Baker Vapor, but we will need to have a broader coalition of big and small companies to succeed. We expect Indiana to vigorously defend its law. 
If you know of any such companies in the industry that may be interested in participating, please feel free to down to forward along these documents and my contact information. So I've got, um, I'm sure you'll see all this stuff on his Twitter. So I'm just going to pass along to you guys uh, the email address and the Twitter account for Azim. Let me do that right now. So listen, if you guys, you know, your favorite vendor, uh, certainly for all you involved in uh, Indiana, and I'm sure there's companies out there that sell into Indiana, and you're you're you will no longer be able to do so come next year. So, uh, you know, hey, this is uh, if nothing else, this is going to get some press, and it's nice to have your name associated with good causes. So if you're uh, if you're interested in joining in in helping out with this effort, uh, contact Azim. There is his Twitter. And his email, which I'll, of course, um, include in the replay notes. Here's a couple of just interesting articles. This is, uh, you know, everyone sees all of these really negative stories about vaping because, you know, sometimes these, these reporters, they go to these conventions and their worst fears are, or their, their, uh, their worst preconceptions about vaping are immediately substantiated. You know, if you go to the, these conventions, are mostly uh, fat, neck-bearded, tattooed, gross, filthy, overweight dudes, and uh, you know, at the booths, they got some paid, you know, chicks with in, in bikinis, and you know, it's they're you know, like I said, it, it confirms everything that they thought. Now, this one author. He uh, he went to a the, the title of a, his article. I went I went to a vape convention. I went to a vape conference to mock it. Then the vapors changed my mind, and it wasn't the overall you know the overall uh, event and stuff. It was just like any other. So there was tons of fucking douche 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 dripping from the walls, right? But it was because of just a couple of people um, who he mentions in the article. I know we mentioned uh, Shell from uh, the Vapor Bar, and there were a couple others. Um, and it's funny because the, the first sentence of this article is, "What would what should one expect? Ex what should one expect from something called Vape Blast?" And I wasn't familiar with the Vape Blast event, so I clicked on it, and it's the worst. It's Exactly what I was just saying. It's it's a ton of just nasty dudes and and one fat chick up front. It's like it's the worst thing, and it's the first line of the of the thing. But he went to something like this, and because he had a, a few good people talking to him and showing him that this is you know it, it can be more. It can be about you know really helping people. Uh, it 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 those couple of people changed what was planned to be a very negative art of article into an basically an overwhelmingly positive one. Um, so yeah, this is a interesting read. Puts a lot of good uh, links in it. Puts a lot of good links in that, in that, uh, in that article. And one of them that I clicked on was uh, a story called, now th this title I, I despise, but the article is quite good. Uh, the article is, is titled Vaping Could Save the World, But Toxic Masculinity is holding it back. I'm surprised I didn't see this one before. And you know, the guy actually makes a lot of good points in this article. Um, it's, a lot of it is about, you know, this is something I never knew. Pardon me. Something I never knew 
Um, apparently, this guy supposedly has some data that says that women are over two times more likely to want to try vaping to quit smoking than men. I never knew that. And, you know, he makes a good point. Well, why why would you ever know? What, what do you ever see at these conventions? You know, it's sometimes you get the impression that the only women are there are the ones who are dressed up in, you know, slutty outfits, you know, hawking liquid and, you know, giving out business cards. So um, it's interesting, uh, you know, guy's got a point. Terrible, terrible title for an article, but uh, maybe he's got a point. Maybe we should do something more for the people, you know, who are actually more willing to try and perhaps succeed. Can you imagine just your regular soccer mom, you know, Midwest Americana, picket fence, husband, wife, two kids and a dog. Can you imagine that soccer mom going to a vape convention saying, hey, I heard about this vaping. This should be a great way for me to learn about it. And maybe I can quit smoking. Can you imagine that she'd run away screaming? There's, there's the, 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 the last place I would turn uh, a regular soccer mom kind of person to is stay away from those things. Oh, we got things like a sponsor a smoker now. That's good. And, you know, people, people out there doing their own thing, you know, generally do a good job. But um, <laughs> food for thought, huh? So the, uh, the, the the Pope was in New York this week, and it is it's probably worse than when the president comes in. It's it's just as it's just as bad. I mean, the the whole city it's it's turmoil. They close down streets. They close down sidewalks. Uh, they take homeless people and they and they cart them off so that the Pope won't see them. All, all, all this all this stuff it just turns the city upside down. And it costs millions and millions of dollars to do all this. The security that's involved, it's, you know, the NYPD overtime up the wazoo. It's, it's a whole thing, right? For a guy coming to the city who is the head of a criminal organization. And yeah, I mean that. It absolute, the Catholic Church is absolutely a criminal organization. These are people who at the highest levels, including the Pope and past Popes, have been actively involved in taking these pedophiles, shielding them from due process, and instead shipping them to other countries or sometimes other states, however they can hide them from law enforcement, and letting them set up somewhere else and do it all again. This is the number one organization, tax-exempt tax billionaire organization where a part of their day-to-day -day business is protecting pedophiles from justice. So when I say the Catholic Church is a criminal organization, yeah, you better believe I fucking mean it. And what do we do? This guy wants to visit our city? We spend, I spend, the money that's required to keep him safe and all the, the, the all the touting him around and everything. Fuck that, man. They got billions of dollars. Pay for it your, yourself. I'm not supposed to pay for religious shit with my tax dollars. That's supposed to be illegal. There's supposed to be a separation of church and state. This is an active endorsement of a religion. You know, think about it this way. How about this? Think about it this way. 
I'm going to ask you a question. Let's say you found out that your kid, or maybe you don't have any kids, maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, your, your, your friend's kid, your nephew, whatever, somebody, you know, a kid who's important in your life, you find out that that kid is being sexually abused by someone, anyone. Would you do anything to stop it? Of course you would. Now forget about the Pope and the Catholic Church for, for a minute. Let's just, let's go right up to the top of the ladder. Let's talk about God. Now you, you're going to do something about it, right? So, you know, to paraphrase Tracy Harris, this is, this is what you got. You either have, it's, it's one of two things. It's real simple. You either have a God who is actually creating these child rapists to rape the children. That's the one possibility. The other possibility is you have a God who simply watches it and says, you know what, Mr. Child or Mrs. Child Rapist, when you're done, I'm going to punish you. Those are the two options. Either he made these rapists or he's just going to watch them do it and not do anything and punish them later after they die. So that's why I asked you, if you could stop a person from raping a child, you would. And that's the difference between you and your God. So yeah, fuck the Pope. But he's just the dude. Fuck the whole concept. Um... I'm feeling uh I'm feeling a little uh jittery and um I just I just went to check and I have a raging heart on but my entire penis is numb these boner pills uh apparently work listen hold on, let me just stand up for a second look at this I'm gonna smack it on the table look at this that's my dick blown up like a fucking party balloon like a blood sausage. I got a priapus here. All right, well, Dino, I guess I should say thank you. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I might have to get this thing drained. It's turned in a funny color. Don't take five boner pills at once, even if they're fake. Maybe it's the, you know, the placebo effect might be additive. You ever think about that? <laughs> 